0: Ah. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you listen listening to this, welcome to Become She. I'm a little under the water. Okay, welcome to Become She, where we're guaranteed to piss you off with yourself, make you think, help you grow, and all that she
1: is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Become She is a movement capturing the transcendental journey of the strong woman to the free woman, granting her permission to actualize her highest self I'm so excited I'm so excited about our guest today hey girl oh, I'm as I'm rubbing your, your knee yes you are but it's okay I give you consent to touch uh, me Oh, <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> because I did
2: not
0: <laughs> ask at all that's okay I give you hurt? consent no 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 it's okay no but sometimes you don't have to Ooh. actually ask to gain consent thank you I for mean, that consent though I'm just Ooh. saying <laughs> Am I right, Esquire? I think that
2: I was giving um the verb the nonverbal cues. But you know sometimes people get confused with them nonverbal cues.
0: Pause. Let <laughs> it got deep. <dinged. laughs> <laughs> it got, got deep real quick. First of all, it can. Let's introduce that formally, because <laughs> this. What are we talking about today, Nicole? What is the title of this episode? <laughs> so,
1: our episode today is She Talks Sexual Violence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and read that description.
1: And yeah, so we are joined today by Mallory Littlejohn, who is the managing attorney at CASE, which stands for Chicago Alliance Against Sexual Exploitation. Welcome. Thank
0: you. Okay, Thank enough. You. Mallory is my <laughs> dear friend. <laughs> this is my sister. We share a daddy. Not really, but it's a whole story that goes behind
2: it. We made it up because we- we're just so connected and in tune,
0: synced. <laughs> We actually... All three of us actually met around the same time. Yes. we were working the same... Look at that. It's full circle. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so we're talking about sexual violence and... <clears throat> Mallory, would you call yourself an expert? I,
2: I think at this point, I, I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like hard for me to say, but my entire practice right now is representing survivors of sexual wow. assault and sex trafficking and... Since I'm managing attorney now, I manage um, a team of attorneys who do that. And so we work in Chicago.
1: That's so fucking dope.
0: <laughs> you know, so many people
2: don't know that we're around and our services. And, you know, after you're sexually assaulted, it's like, first you have to acknowledge that that even happened to you. That's like a whole thing wow. in yeah. and of itself. So to, to go through that first and then get to the point where you're like, oh, I need a lawyer. That's not that's not something that a lot of people think of, especially brown Individuals mm-hmm. like us, because mm-hmm. yeah. the justice system isn't made for us. We don't think, let me call nine one one because they're gonna help me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's not a thought mm-hmm. that is often had. So, um, yeah, that's what I do every day.
0: So, how, how? What is the name of the organization you work for?
2: It's the Chicago Alliance Against Sexual Exploitation, C A A S E. dot org. Donate. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so
0: they tell you the work. <laughs> how do people? Okay, I I am fake name Susie. I'm sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going through the motions. How do I find out about your organization? What do I do?
2: Mm -hmm. So a lot of people find out about us because they either went to the hospital or called the Rape Crisis Hotline. And if you Mm. go to the hospital or call the Rape Crisis Hotline, you get an advocate. And um, a rape crisis advocate connects you with our office. So I would say the bulk, over 50% of our referrals. Um, come through that way. We have an entire practice dedicated to representing survivors um, in schools. Oh, wow. So like college campuses and Amazing. rape on campus, that's a whole thing. And they're so connected, the college students. And so like one lady will come and get our services. And then when she hears about something that happened on campus to another person, she'll be like, hey girl, you should go mm. to Case. Like I had so and so as my lawyer and they were dope.
0: Are there any fees for the services? Nope,
2: it is all free, and we have an entire practice too where we partner with pro bono lawyers, so big firm mm-hmm. lawyers, and they take a um, a lot of our cases as well. So
1: we can take care of you. So, like, just on us, an aside, like, what got you into this line of, I guess, the, this this part of the legal field because the legal field is so vast and I'm sure you could have done anything like what, (coughs) like, you know, led you to case or this path that you've now taken.
0: I actually remember when you
1: were applying for the job. Yes, yes, Jessica was
0: there. <laughs> and going through your interview process. Yes.
2: I felt at home when I walked in for my interview. So I never wanted to work at a big firm. No shade to the lawyers that do work at a big firm. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was my calling. Like, God mm-hmm. bless me with mm-hmm. this JD and this knowledge. So I got to give back. Like, I got to help people. And I didn't actually have a specific area that I wanted to help people in. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking for a job, like, I used my network. That's the mantra for 2019. Mm-hmm. Use your network. Mm-hmm. I used my network and somebody connected me with the organization and when I walked in it literally felt like home and it's felt like home every single day since then so
1: that's amazing my co-workers are there Mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing so when we think about what is the difference I guess between human trafficking and sex trafficking is that synonymous are there nuances like is there a difference or am I just making this up yeah,
2: they are the same thing, but different. So when you think human trafficking, a really good example would be like a maid. Gotcha. Right? So, you know, there was a big story. I think it was in Chicago. Was it mm-hmm. in Chicago? Where oh, they okay. found like all these people living in a basement that were being held for like work. They were workers. Do
0: you think, oh. and,
2: and
0: this could be like a side conversation, but the work that we were doing before we all branched off doing what we're doing now, mm-hmm. processing those H two A, H two B applications. Ugh. Right, is that like where it yes. starts? Where they a come lot. here mm-hmm. and then they end up just staying or getting kidnapped yes. because of those.
2: Yeah, yes. And it can be human trafficking or sex trafficking. So you know, here's the the myth about both. about about both kinds of trafficking. It's the little Asian girl in the hotel. You're like, oh, she's being sold for sex. Yes, that's a real thing. But the little black girl on the yeah. corner of 111th and Western. Mm. <clears throat> She could also be getting sold for sex. And you just don't know. Mm. And she, maybe she doesn't even know. Wow. To be honest with you. so
1: Like the Centoia Brown situation. Girl, that was a God whole. God bless her whole life.
2: That was a whole thing. Or the young lady in Harvey. Now, the young lady in Harvey is an interesting story. So, she was killed by her John. So, she was being prostituted by a pimp. And this pimp had a whole, like, Career that he made out of trafficking These young girls and mm-hmm. Harvey And I used to be ripping and running the streets of Harvey yeah. When I was a teenager in the south suburb So like I think um she I don't know if her parents are deceased but her grandparents Had custody of her Um And she got somehow With this this John I mean she got somehow with this pimp And yeah. so she was maybe 15 or 16 yeah. And went into the garage With this John and they had a dispute Over money and he killed her And he Um pled guilty to that crime but then turned state's evidence against the pimp who was convicted federally like three weeks ago they were able to get him you know people don't people don't talk about the little black girls people don't talk about us period yeah let's start there yeah that's why r kelly had 20 years of perpetrating against us okay um and so when we talk about trafficking and things like that.
1: It's always the the little Asian. Girl. Get in. Let's let's get into that because you segue perfectly into Robert. Um, <laughs> um, so, Rob, Robert. Rob, Rob, Robert. Robert. Hanging out at Kenwood. Calm down. Anyway, Robert. See, so, I'll be telling
2: them at work yo, about his days at Kenwood. They don't know. They don't. Yeah. They you don't gotta know. Pull them, them
1: photos. Yes. Them Polaroids. Let's pull them. They're like, pull have you them. met him? I'm like,
0: he be at the park.
1: He be at the mall. <laughs> at yeah. McDonald's. That's, down the street. On the corner.
0: That is so freaking distorted <laughs> Let's is.
1: let me my question oh my is goodness. this, because I was just about to ask another question before you mentioned Robert. We Why are we on first name <laughs> basis? <laughs> because we are. Gail. You know, Auntie Gail says Rob. Gail. <laughs> Gail. By Gail on 2019. Auntie Gail. <laughs> <laughs> so my question was going to be, and I'm still gonna ask the question and then turn it, but how do you feel like the family structure supports the, it sets the environment for vulnerable populations like black women, black girls versus, I mean, you mentioned Robert Kelly. He has some victims who come from two-parent households because I saw them go hard right. in the documentary. Right. So how do we right. break down, I guess, the narrative or that, What is to be said about the familial environment that makes it easy for a girl to fall through the cracks Mm. versus Robert Kelly's victims who primarily came from, you know, to, like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's shocking for me because it's like, how do you explain who's safe? You know, who's more safe? (laughs) Who's
2: more safe? Who's less safe? That's a... That's a hard question to answer. What I will say is that predators know how to pick their prey. So we're on TV Mm -hmm. and we're seeing these two parents and they look good and cohesive. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But I will tell you what everyone has said consistently. That the um, two women that are like at the forefront Mm -hmm. of everything now, that their parents wanted them to be in the music industry.
0: Yeah. I was just about to say, I, remember I think that. when it comes to Robert's yeah. victims, that he sees a weakness or a vulnerability, which I yes. with these women, is music. Yep. And yeah. wanting to be a star. Right. So you could have the two parents, but if they're supporting mm-hmm. this quote unquote dream of yours, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. the dream is powerful. It's beyond easy to fall <clears> into that trap. So, yeah. Of course I so help you with a record deal. Of course I help you with a song. Yeah. Of course I help you with your vocals. Come to the, the studio. Be, be, yeah. yeah.
2: Chris going to be at the studio. This is my boy. He's going to be here every time. Yeah. Right? You get used to seeing Chris. And then it's like, well, to book that next studio session, mm-hmm. which you gotta what you got to do with Chris is. Right.
1: But see, and I think even thinking about other women who were vulnerable, like a Beyonce and watching her grow into her own and knowing mm-hmm. that her father was practically on her ass everywhere like mm-hmm. like how oh, how did. serious or how easy she could have been part as well knowing that you know her and Aaliyah hung out for a little bit you know Man. so and knowing that Aaliyah was a, a victim as well even though the family you know has their discrepancies about her not being Mm. but
0: i think that's called denial i think so too like
1: (laughs) so let's talk numbers i know it's a
2: j in front of my d but sometimes the statistics helps us one in four women have been sexually assaulted in their life right so if you add another woman to this conversation the likelihood that one of us have been sexually assaulted is high so you want to talk about all of destiny's child and Aaliyah? that's that's four people yeah. So what's them statistics looking like? Just because yeah. we don't know do- yeah. doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, what's the gymnast? Simone? Yeah, by She was not part of that conversation, not because it didn't happen to her, but because she wasn't ready to be.
1: Yeah. Who's not coming forward or, yeah, who's not reporting?
2: Yeah, I think it's like You're 9%
1: of sexual assaults in Illinois get reported.
2: 9 that is insane. <clears throat> That's like it's a like really low. in the bucket. It's like really, really low because and I, I have some issues with that number and caveat that could be a little off, but I know that the number is low mm-hmm. and you have to think about who's reporting. It's the police departments. It's the yeah. hospitals. So it's
0: not even the actual victims themselves. It's agencies, yeah, 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 bureaucracies. I, yeah.
2: I mean, and a lot mm-hmm. of people would identify as survivors that may not have ever made a report for a billion reasons, right? Yeah. A billion reasons because it's always um if you make the report immediately, it's like, "Well, why were you in his car?" Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. The judgment. Yeah, why why shame. were you even over there? I was there? just about
1: to say, I feel like as black women, we carry so much and and a part of that weight, you know, a part of the transcendental journey from the strong woman to the free woman mm-hmm. 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 is letting go of the weight of judgment, shame, social shame, family shame, generational shame. Like, I know that I've mentioned in our first season where we were starting and crying and doing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mentioned that. It, we those were, are good episodes. Though. We were. <laughs> but it's all good because I yeah. we mentioned our own family, you yeah. know, weight. And for Absolutely. me, sexual violence is a, was a very real thing. And it's something that I've never personally experienced, but on another level I have because a lot of things that we feel happen at the genetic and DNA level. So, you know, my mother was in my grandmother's, um, you know, ovaries feeling that trauma before she was ever born. And so my mother, who was violated as well, I was in her ovaries before I was ever born Feeling the trauma of that. Yeah. So although it did not personally <coughs> happen to me, I still feel the weight and the shame of that. Um, and a, that,
0: You know what that <laughs> is, That's called a generational curse. Yeah. We've mm-hmm.
1: talked about that as well. Yeah.
0: Do you talk about that with clients at all?
2: That's a little too deep. It's a J in front of my D. Yeah. You know, not Ooh. a PH, yeah, yeah, not an yeah, yeah. M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what Just I do cause... talk to clients about, of all races, yeah. is putting the black man in jail.
0: Whoa!
1: How does that
2: yeah, feel? let <laughs> <gonna say, "It's laughs> a little bit yes. on that. What you yes, mean? yes, yes, I can't tell you how many Our clients man just
0: turned up the volume um, on the iPhone, Android. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you. Well, almost all of my black clients that have been assaulted by another black individual and many of my non-black clients will be like the criminal justice system is like fucked up i'm just yeah we know that's not a secret right Mm -hmm. what he did to me was also fucked up and i want him to pay but like is this the way because he's just gonna be another statistic is he gonna get a fair trial
0: wow i don't
2: want him to do this to anybody else but like how is this gonna turn out so like everything that you just said Right, All the generational curses On top of like But what am I doing to this black man And I think that's what got R. Kelly Kelly Really far I think that's what gets R. Kelly Get on Twitter right this moment Yeah, It's the all y'all doing is getting Bill Cosby And R. Kelly Me too is a movement to bring down the black man
0: That's actually (laughs) another conversation and episode I I just sat back I (laughs) know I've never heard I've never heard the Me, Me Too movement in that context before. The Me Too movement is just another way to bring down the black man. Yes. I've heard mm. of like the Me Too movement being compared to like other movements and racism and like, but no, like let let this movement be its own thing. But never oh yeah about it being about black men because it's not just about black men. White men. Abuse and assault women as well. And first, men.
2: first of all, I did not say that this theory was laced with logic,
0: right. but
2: it's something that's circulating for sure. Oh. I, I think I've heard of it. Wow, what I've heard hundred, because who's in prison? Yeah, Bill Cosby is in prison. There's Harvey a, ain't in prison. A dog,
0: y'all.
1: Just, just, <laughs> noises, but, but what, what really burdens me? Because I even heard of a, a story recently where there was a prominent preacher in New York who was raping a girl in mm-hmm. church. And um, the, mm-hmm. the there was a parishioner who went live about it and she was literally crying. And I mean, he got he's, arrest, he's gotten arrested since, but it was like a big deal. And for me, that really struck home because I know that my mother was molested from the ages of three to twelve. Not only by her pastor, but by her stepfather, who was a deacon in church. Mm-hmm. So it's oh. like this very—it's like on one hand, it's like a level of Stockholm syndrome for for mm. black women to say what's going to happen to this black man because it's like you're still emotionally carrying carrying the weight of an oppressor, someone mm-hmm. who's oppressed you and who's you know abused you, like of your abuser. You're caring and considering. The you know your abuser the,
0: becomes the victim. <sighs> how your abuser becomes the victim? How that how that switch?
1: Well, in and it's our like society. T- <laughs> at the
0: at, at the dismissing
1: of your own. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. how how twisted is that? But yeah. I understand, as twisted that may be, I understand that that pull and like that that tussle of. Oh yeah, I get it. You know,
2: I get it. I have a client who, um, she was his second victim and the police were out looking for him and he bonded out. Where is he getting all this money from? Yeah. I don't know, but he bonded out. And while he was on bond, he did the same thing Wow! again and got arrested. And so the state asked the judge to revoke his bond on the first two cases and it did get revoked so he's back in jail and i was ecstatic because clearly he's going to do it again like he's habitual with this and she was really sad because she was like now he's incarcerated and i don't know how to feel about that he's
0: incarcerated and so okay so what is a what would make a victim feel better right not if not in prison and not in jail like what just what will feel Nothing makes you ever feel justified or that your wrongs were.
2: This is my theory. I don't think there is true justice. I think that there are like women have a list or people have a list. Survivors mm-hmm. have a list and each person's list is different. Sometimes it could be like, don't ever do. I don't want him to ever do this again. Mm-hmm. But how do you know that? Right.
0: Yeah.
2: How do you know that? Like, you don't actually know that for some people. It's like, I want him to go to prison for the rest of his life. or Like statistically mm. back to those numbers. That's not happening. Sometimes it's like, I want to read my victim impact statement. But I think that shame, that hurt, that pain, that lack of power, that loss of control, that stays with you for your whole life.
1: Yeah. I guess to go even deeper, how do we teach women to be their own advocates and to be their own unapologetic advocates, even before, you know, the idea of being, you know, victimized comes into play. How important do you think it is for us to really advocate for ourselves with no apologies, like not flinching, not equivocating, not feeling bad, advocating for ourselves? I
0: think being assaulted takes a, a strip away from that, um, that layer of your self confidence and self worth. Does Girl, it? Yes. Nice. Leave- Yes. So yes. you could say all of, like I could sit here and say today if I'm sexually assaulted I want him in prison I I want to the full extent of the law prosecute him I want I want all that. But then to be assaulted and and feel that my womanness is tainted or, or your my,
2: personhood, not even your womanness, your yeah. person.
0: My, my womanness and my personhood. Because yeah. now you now you fucking with my ovaries and my speech and my future. <laughs> what yeah. I'm, I'm and serious. they're feeling it. And and that soul tie yeah. aspect of it. So everything to me, I could say, like, okay, if I get sexually assaulted tomorrow, would I feel the same way? Or would I feel just I would, would I even feel like Jess anymore? Yeah. Am I the same person? Our identity same shift. as I was before. No. So not. I don't know. I guess when
2: you talk about being an advocate for yourself, even like just yeah. from the earliest stages of life, my best advice is not to put so much of it on women. Yeah, that's that's number one. Women teach your teach your sons, your brothers yes. yeah. about consent because when we talk about the conversation is always, well, women should do this. Women want your drinks. Women don't wear this. Mm-hmm. Women be aware. Women be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Don't go out this time of night. But what are the men doing? What are we teaching them? Are we teaching our sons about consent? Because really, what a lot, especially in the black community, is look at that little heartbreaker. You're going to have all the girls. See? Do you see what I'm saying? you going to get them all, baby. Day. and
1: that's
0: from day one and it's day horrible months. and it's an mostly three months This so your girlfriend? to all
1: it? the girls. wait till
0: he gets get to high school mm. you'll have to watch him in high school and i don't mm-hmm. like it and i shut it I down like it. and i know i i've
1: almost had to like refrain from being so hard i'll be able to tell my i tell my son in a heartbeat you're not that cute And I know that sounds mean. No, but because I know right now the energy Mm that that shit will grow into. Like, just because you light skin and you got these light brown eyes, like, Mm -hmm. I have to tell him, like, even when he will do something, like, because he was a breastfed child, and so I have to tell him, I said, "Don't touch me on my chest." Like I have to literally. I've yelled in his face. Like they will lock you up for this, DJ, later on in seen, life.
0: I've seen her do this. No, this I'm serious.
1: Like so, when you mentioned teaching your sons consent, yes, it is very serious. Yeah. It's very serious, and you know your kids. You know your sons, mothers. Yeah. But some of these, you know,
2: every mama get on TV. Little Timmy was a good boy. Would never. This ain't him this is I did not raise him like no, this but she was every mother but, you did. but but really, but you know no, what the seriously. problem is Sis got her own trauma, yeah, <sighs> yeah, and trauma <laughs> you know it, yeah. it's on a spectrum, it's on the spectrum, and so sis may not be crying every night, she may have a job Man, and if she holding it down got me
0: yes type of way. yes, it's a there's real so thing. many layers, there's so many layers and and links. To the things we do and feel and see, and it all goes back to a time way before we were even thought of. I feel like we carry so much past shit. Like a lot of our life that we're
1: living, I feel like it's not even really ours. It's like stuff that we were passed, like mm-hmm. they passed on, like I'll pass, and it's like by default. Mm-hmm. Now you have to work through it and actualize your highest self Because back was our having, mission statement. They
2: weren't having these conversations.
1: Our parents were not having these conversations. Not at
2: all. My mom um, was like young during the Black Panther movement and she always talks about how she came home with an afro and my grandmother was like, never, you will not do that mm-hmm. in my house. Like this is not a thing, right? And so to go from that to where we are today, I'm at the Beautiful Podcast with these beautiful ladies Aww. trying to put ourselves first and you know, trying to open up society to these kind of conversations we are we are but we've come a long way we've come a long way but i think it starts with having these conversations like with our sons and daughters but yeah yeah, i'm I'm totally fine with having the conversations with both and it's funny because um the executive director at my job, she has a son mm-hmm. and she talks all the time. Like I'm trying to check his privilege cause he's a white man and she's wow. like, I'm trying to check his privilege. But you know what we don't talk about in the episode. black community. We don't talk about the privileges that we have within our own community. And so like you talked we about don't. DJ being a light skin. He has
1: privilege. And I, and a I th- that's a privilege and for te- us. And that's why I think that's why I go so hard, but I try to check that because I know that I have some unhealed issues around mm. men do you understand (laughs) do you and i mentioned that on the last podcast i don't have a lot of grace for men women girl it's cool betrayal girl it's cool like i mentioned that on the last podcast so i try to find this balance like let me not go overboard with him but knowing full well that he does have privilege you're right and i didn't know that's how to that's what the language and you language that for me but yes he's a light-skinned Male with light brown eyes and for some reason
0: a nice little curly hair black too. men are like
1: really put on a pedestal in ways that we don't talk about like they're like they're the prize well,
2: um because they're not valued in society as a whole. And so we in our community we got to hold them down or lift them up rather yeah. sometimes at the expense of the black ourselves. woman we push ourselves down to to lift them up and
1: push each other down.
2: All the time. And we'll
1: dismiss it. Back <clears throat> to our Jordan Woods episode. This episode. And we'll clean sad. fall out with another female I'm sister. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. That is making you say. It's real though. Sometimes it's hard for me when I see my clients because I'm like, you came to me so broken, and I can fix this issue for you. Like I can maybe get you some money, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. me, like one of the other attorneys. Get you accommodations <laughs> at school, like whatever. <laughs> I just don't. I don't do that kind of law. <laughs> Our employment attorney is dope. She will get. You damage it she's Retro. working it right she's handling it but then they'll go home and that check yeah. clears but that
1: trauma did it's not clear still
0: there oh that's deep So is it like is it required for clients to um, seek some type of mental health? Assessment yes, or counseling. no
2: but I'm big on it because I say this all the time it's a J in front of my D and so I was just counseling one of our um, newer attorneys and she's like how do you work through like a client that has unrealistic expectations or they're so traumatized they can't talk to you and I say I ask them when their appointments are with their therapist and I try to coordinate my meetings with them and sometimes I'll type out a list of things I need you to make decisions on these three things here are your options you will not answer these questions now Go back to your therapist, talk about it, feel your feelings, and then come back to me. You know, it's kind of like a team effort because mm-hmm. I know that there's just some things that I can't offer. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, to me, I just check the box on the paper. You know, I just file the motion. But for them, that's their whole lives, yeah. right? This happened to them. And I try to have a, a good understanding of that. We call it that trauma-informed practice. Wow. That's amazing. I mean,
0: this goes back to what I was saying earlier. You could be one way, but if you are violated in any way, but if you're sexually assaulted, you're not the same person that you were 10 minutes before you, that you were sexually assaulted. So relearning you and navigating the new you in that, space
2: it's crazy you know i'm not super <clears throat> impacted by a lot of my cases i don't know why i think it's just the way i'm built but whenever i it's see women it, i guess it is a gift but whenever i see women that are like me like i had one client who was the exact same age as me her birthday was like two days after me wow. after mine she was a phd she was fly just like me like everything she <laughs> yes. had a whole life together she a dog she did not have a dog, but you know I, the dog is new for me. So at this point, this was early, right, right. right. And you want to talk about vicarious trauma? Mm. That was, and I didn't even, I couldn't even identify that vicarious trauma in myself. It took me a while, but I heard her tell her story in one sitting, which is kind of rare for how bad her yeah. abuse was, and it was five hours. Wow. And I actually left feeling fine, but then I would have That's like nightmares. A shift. Of like being choked or nightmares of like these weird things, and it was months and months and months before I could even identify where that came from. Um, So that's how it impacted me. Imagine how it impacted
1: her. What type? Of, I was just about to ask you. Um, know, you know, I'm a whole metaphysicist. What type of energy clearing do you do? Cause I feel like. Your ear portals are real portals for energy to affect and impact Absolutely. you. What do you do to cleanse yourself Absolutely. of the trauma that you're You're like a front line? We all are. I mean, it's not just me. All the people. But the, you do yeah. deep work because yeah, telling your story is like a disrobing and undressing and mm-hmm. almost like an exorcism of sorts. How do you do? Absolutely. Do you throw up psychic shields? Do you sage? Do you pray? Like, what do you do to, to mentally... not have this energy follow you home because that's what it sounds like happened if If you're having having dreams. dreams. Yeah, Yeah, that was
2: the only time that happened. That was the only time that that happened.
1: You know, like I said, it doesn't
2: happen often and I really try to think of myself as a lawyer. So you are telling me this and I'm hearing about the choking, the knocking down, the drugging. But I'm thinking about how that connects to the law. I'm not necessarily thinking about how that. The energy. The person. The energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you have to do. Like I say all the time in my office, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. And I can help you with the law. Um, and so that's kinda how I protect myself. I love my office, like my actual office. Yeah. There's a little fur rug, I got candles, I got a nice view, like all of those things, like they probably sound superficial, but it keeps my energy in line. It keeps me it superficial at
1: all. It
2: sound it keeps me grounded in yeah. that and that's important. And I think all the lawyers in our office kind of cope differently. And we all have different specialty areas. So like our employment lawyer. Is dealing with all different kinds of cases. She deals with a lot of undocumented survivors. Mm. And you know, we want to talk about taking your power when you say, I'm going to rape you and you have to be okay with it or I'm going to get you deported. My
0: mm. God. Yeah. That's
2: a whole different yeah. level, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Especially in the Trump era. Oh my God. Oh God. That's
2: some real stuff. Or when you have clients, um, there's like, you know, different ethnic communities where it's like, my uncle did this to me. Yeah, he does that, but like, you can't report it. Like, we know, and, like, you have to be okay with it because yeah. you can't fracture the family. Like, and exactly. people are telling you them kind of stories, what? Exactly. So like, heavy. it's heavy, so we all got to deal with it, yes.
1: So let's give the people resources because I feel like we can talk about Our the day. ways in which this trauma can, like, literally permeate. And, and I just want to reiterate that un, unchecked trauma does turn into mental health mm-hmm. issues. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So,
0: and it also turns into talk about if you have children and what that does to you. We have an episode coming up with Girl. Oh, you do? We do. We have an episode coming up on generational curses. And
1: and, everything stands to thread. So, we'll be getting into that episode um, a little bit. But, can you give us like some resources? Um, Me? Yes. No, I'm a resource. <laughs> because I know I you are. a resource. Listen.
2: Let the people okay. know. Okay, so um, my office, even if we can't help you mm-hmm. with your specific legal need, we're connected. Like, we're a little community in Chicago, and so we know uh-huh. what lawyers, yeah, can help you. Um, If you're talking about trafficking, especially in the African-American community, Dreamcatchers Foundation, their founder and CEO, Brenda Myers-Powell, I was at the Black Women's Expo. What was that last week? And I heard her story, and I was like, "Girl, like you have made it out yeah. of it." But she was trafficked for like twenty five years. Wow. She's been out the life for like twenty five years. But um, you know, she's Whoa. interesting. She talks about that singing. She got got with that singing thing too. The industry. Hmm. 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 There's so many. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So dreamcatcher, not actress. even just
0: Robert, but there's so many stories in the music industry about sexual assault and domestic violence. Like, I was. I was watching Love and Hip Hop. Um, and I mean, we had,
2: have our vices, it's
0: okay. We sure do. <laughs> and um, Jesse Wu, the Haitian chick on there, mm-hmm. um, and, and granted, this happens to so many new artists. They, mm-hmm. They're trusting Vulnerable. These producers and they're young, naive. And, and she stopped singing for a while because of something that happened to her. Um, she's very open about it on the show. And yes, I'm actually very, I saw the preview. Yeah, I'm actually very happy that she was open about it. She's using that platform to say, yo, like, this is really what the fuck is going on. Hmm. Yeah. That
2: was, that was wow. deep. So I was... Um, Interview by NBC is kind of like a follow up to. I think I
1: saw you. You looked amazing. Thank you, thank you, girl. Thank you. Let's Let's talk about having a circle. Yeah, boss
0: and circle. I'm
1: so happy I each dropped on your
0: cube
1: (laughs) years ago. (laughs) They've since moved on. I'm still behind, trying to find my way out of the trafficking situation. But (laughs) they were um, asking me, like, did
2: I think the music industry would have the next me too? And I was like, nah, y'all, nah. And I couldn't find the right words <laughs> nah. to, like, be in my professional nah, capacity and explain, like, what I was thinking and what I was mm-hmm. feeling in that Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but then I took it down to money, because mm-hmm. it don't matter who you are, you know money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you get two good movies, you could not do anything for the rest of your life. You Absolutely. make your investments, all Absolutely. that stuff. That's not Kelly the case with music.
0: Because I saw he had $625 in his account the
2: other day. Was it $13? It was $13, because they Damn. took that $625. B.O.A. don't
0: play <laughs> Yo.
1: They
2: they confiscated Robert. it. They confiscated it. But think about that money. That is not a drop in the bucket for the pain that he caused. But Absolutely why? Okay, not.
1: Yeah. let's go back because we can talk about Robert all day as well. But let's go back to why you don't think music will yeah, have yeah, the yeah, next. Yeah. It was just
2: about like the, I have a lot of reasons, but the the biggest thing was just about the money. You. You, lose, you can use, lose your livelihood so much quicker in music mm-hmm. because the money that you're making is coming in smaller and slower, right? Like, you're not going to make an album, especially in 2019 with Spotify, and retire. Like, you're just not. You're yeah. just not going to get the album sales from that. You got to go on tour. You got to do all Merch. that. So if you accuse your tour manager person of raping you and you blackballed, what do you do? Exactly. Blackball
1: like Monique. Be looking around.
2: But Monique still got coins cause she stacked up her yeah. coins because she did a bunch. I just feel like it's it's completely it's completely different from music to movies. Yeah. Would it be dope if um, Me Too went to music? Yeah. Oh, you wanna talk about Me Too in comedy? The horror stories I have heard. Because it's so few women. It's so few women. I remember wow. the one comedian
1: that was in fact masturbating in front of women and he is still out living life as if it's golden. Wow, he's living his best life.
2: If like, I could sing, I would sing. Best. I don't remember, I, but I'm I don't not remember do his. I don't
1: remember his name, girl. You know you can't Living the life
2: like his gold. No, 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 air. I can't. You I can't. I can't. It. But you do have it.
1: voices. Do you have it.
0: voices. It. No,
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> enough. That's <laughs> enough. That's, <laughs> enough. that's <laughs> not going to happen. But I he forgot is his life like name. I forgot his name, but yeah, several women came out.
0: Wow,
2: this is no joke. It is in every single industry. Look, it could it could be in the law.
0: Oh, absolutely. No. What? Let's talk about them big firms. Ooh, Let's talk the about way them they treat women? Them old uh Caucasian partners and them young new associates. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've heard stories about that. I'm a I'm a gonna... Yeah. So it permeates everything. It and is not everywhere. Even just the law, any business, it happens all the time.
2: Society is everywhere, men are everywhere. Toxic yeah. masculinity it's
0: is everywhere. everywhere. Oh my god, it just makes me think of a story. When I was uh, a teenager, I think I was like 16 or 17. <laughs> it's always stories. I need like a little intro. I know to like it. a little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 16 or 17, I was working um, at McDonald's. And oh, you had a real job. I
2: can't. French fry grease and oil. I. Can't. Okay, I'm
0: dead. <laughs> My mama didn't play. Okay. So, um, there was this know. manager at the time, I'll never forget. And he was always, like, super inappropriate with, like, all the female mm-hmm. workers, no matter what age. Mm-hmm. just like, oh, look at that ass. Or when we would bend down to grab, like, snacks. Or look at that. Just say all type of shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, like, laughed it off. Oh, he's of just course. being blah, blah, blah. Or he, but no, it was fucking inappropriate. And he would do it to me all the time. And he was at least like 30s, mid-30s when I was 16, Yo. 17 at the time. That's gross. And I remember one day I did something he didn't like that had something to do with um, with food. And he told me to go home. Like, you got to go. And I was like, oh. You will not mess with my money. I've always been in my coins. money since I was 16. 17, these coins. Like, fuck out of here. And so I remember <laughs> I went home and I told my mom. I had never told my mom about all the inappropriate stuff he said. And he would go with, to like, with chicks in the back freezer and do all I didn't wow. get his dicks up. I mean, everything. It was a thing. And I went home and told my mom, like, yo, he made me go home. And he messed up with my money. And then I ended up telling her, like, and he was saying these crazy things about me. Mm. mama went up there didn't she mama went to the McDonald's yes she
2: did she that kind of mama <laughs> cause my mama would've did the
0: same thing and it's so funny the next day when I went back to work they brought me to like this little room like the manager and the owner of the franchise HR was in that bitch it, it was all of that <laughs> and they were asking me all these questions and all of the women before even like there was like women who were in their 50s that were working that he would do that too and they never felt comfortable or secure to like say something to anybody about anything so me thinking like i'm getting my money jack that really opened up the door to have these conversations about like yo he really said it to me yo he touched me this way like all of this shit and of course course they fired him and then they put up not of course well
2: yeah <laughs> and um thankfully they fired i they mean it's sad, fired but...
0: and then they put up all of these like resources around the mcdonald's on like helplines and all of that but i vividly remember that being my earliest earliest experience of just inappropriate male behavior in in the workspace not period in the workspace and so, you know
2: why those people didn't tell because they needed them coins
1: too ex-
0: absolutely Absolutely, because he would say dumb shit like, "Oh, like you're not know, gonna fire you." Like, of course, we would just like laugh it mm-hmm. off. I don't know why the hell we were laughing these things. Because off as women, society. we've learned to <clears throat>
1: cope. Yeah, yeah. we've learned to laugh okay. when we feel we are in danger. It's a coping mechanism. But mm. back to your story, I think it's amazing that you're an advocate for yourself on one thing, and you ended up blowing the whole operation open look for so many them. other women. So look at six-year-old yeah, Come on, from the earliest, you had your ages. own little movement. So Yes. With Jess. <laughs> Nicole,
0: I, yes. I want Anderson to bark. That would so, be like Thank you so much. Anderson's not
2: barking, he's well behaved. My dog
0: Anderson, he's Ivory fat Okay, anyway, we'll take um, Anderson in the episode <laughs> with a pick. <laughs> Thank you
1: so much, Mal, for coming on oh, for our y'all. She Talks sexual violence. This is amazing. Full circle moment. This is it a full circle moment. Is. He's dropping on cubicles and now we're sitting
0: down and doing podcasts. Well, you know, they
2: put us together for a reason. We didn't know then though. Oh, we didn't. But my we god, know did now
0: that. Right. God, did that. did that. That wasn't even. Brown girls doing it. What is our um <laughs> what's our next episode? Our next episode Oh ooh. god. Oh <laughs>
2: It's the depth. I <laughs> be The depth. It's getting deep.
0: I be forgetting. I'm we like, just right read out of our seat. That the next hey, episode she is. blends as a stepmom. My God, I'm not ready for that episode. We will we'll be
2: when it's time. When it's because mm. <laughs> both of y'all are step parents, right? Ooh, yeah, taking it day by day, day by day. Oh, That's by all day you day can do for anything. I'm, take it day by day. I feel like I'm almost,
0: I'm almost a Almost. I'm getting there.
2: You are walking down the aisle. You on
0: your way? So walk down. The I, aisle. I'm on my way. I mm-hmm. feel like I won't be a stepmom until like this. Is, I'm gonna save that for the episode. But yeah. I feel like, like that pre talk. The day of the wedding, like, it's like, yo, like, for real, for real, this is your role. I'm feeling it now, but not like, like, you he ain't my yet. husband yet. Like, he's still my fiancé. I don't know. We'll talk about that next episode. But May 8th, <laughs> um, all up in our tea. Per the usage, she use. blends as the
1: stepmom. But I
2: can't wait. It was so nice chatting with all of y'all. So don't forget Sorry. to donate at c a a s e. Org. We love the coin, so we can continue to help. To do the great work that you Absolutely. all do. We do. Yes. Absolutely.
0: And we'll be putting all that information up as well. All right, stop. Stop. That's my birth control, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Team no baby. She, she wraps it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> this is Natalia and Jess.
1: Wrapping it up. <laughs> Signing out. Become, become, become she. Become free. Become free.